When you partner with Axon, you immediately gain access to a full range of products and solutions designed to meet the complex needs of today's grower. We carry all major brands and sizes of tires and wheels. We specialize in large diameter wheels for large equipment. We have one of the largest OEM replacement wheel inventories in North America. Known for extreme flotation setups, duals, and triples, we have wheels for all makes and models of tractors, sprayers, combines, and grain carts. If we don't have the wheel in stock, we'll custom build, sandblast, and paint in-house. There isn't a more vast inventory in North America dedicated to helping dealers move more iron. With facilities on the West Coast and in the heart of the Midwest, leverage our 230,000 square feet of indoor inventory to solve any problem a grower may have. Move more iron with Axon. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by these great sponsors. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, Ag Direct can help you finance it. You can even apply online to agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. This podcast is brought to you by Anvil AppWorks. The Dealer Connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Create connected customer experience and transform how you work. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast number 351. I got Jason Holt back in here with me for Anvil. And uh, Jason, how you doing, man? Uh, we're doing very well. Unfortunately, today spring isn't quite so sprung for us. I think we've got another blizzard coming through Minnesota today. So yeah. we're on track for the top 10 snowiest winters of all. So spring can't get here quick enough for us. Yeah. Thank God for global warming. Could you imagine what it'd be like <laughs> for that? All right. You got something similar coming through here today. We, the further north you get, the more snows on the ground, but we got a cold, windy, very oh, short day. So good times. Love it. Second winter. Can't can't get enough of it. Can't get enough. All right. So before we started recording, you and I were kind of going back and forth, kind of talking about show notes, what we're gonna talk about and those kind of things. And and my favorite topic came up, and it's the easy button. Everybody Everybody's looking for the easy button, and unfortunately, there's not an easy button out there. There might be some easier buttons to push, but there's no easy button to get you things going. So, um, you know, if all the years I've been in used equipment and, and the things that I've done, inventory management, and those kind of things, I've done a lot of different things when it came to, you know, building guides and and trying to figure out that if, you know, we have this many machines, this is what we should have, and we should move these here, this, that, and the other thing. and and I tell people all the time, Jason, 
managing used equipment is not difficult. Finding the value for used equipment is not difficult. The hard part is doing the disciplined things to make sure those things take place and happen like you're supposed to. So um, I always compare it to, you know, you want a diet or whatever it is. You want to run a marathon. It's always a good one. You have to run the first mile first and discipline yourself to run a mile every day or however far before you can start running five miles and 10 miles and 12 and 15 and 30 miles and those kind of things. You have to do the little basic things first. And if you can't do the basic things first, you're never going to get to that, that big goal at the end. Right. Absolutely. So I think, yeah, I mean, I guess as you're looking around at, at the things you're doing and the people you're talking with and what you're seeing, um, <clears throat> What are some of the things that stand out to you, I guess, as we're as we're going down this path? Yeah, you know, I really like your analogy there where you're talking about running, and it's just like running a marathon. You know, most people think running the marathon, the hardest part of it, or the most important part is the actual running. It's actually not. It's the process. It's the prep. It's the mindset. It's the discipline that comes along with it. And then on marathon day, you get to make the run. So in our world, it's like it's not just the, the dollar amount onto there. It's all the things that you do day in and day out that that allow you to manage it and, and run it accordingly. You know, in the in the the theme of spring, uh, you know, and in our inventory like we are right now, it's it's really important for us to still manage it. You know, and that's that's where you you really need to start figuring out what's your discipline, what's your process going to be, and how do you do that on a regular basis? Because nothing, no piece of aged equipment just uh, disappeared on the lot as six months old right it uh, it got there slowly yeah and it got there probably the first day that it showed up is it didn't have pictures or it was mispriced or it was pre-sold or mm -hmm. even some of the business system things so what we recommend is our number one tip is just go through it and figure out where you're at that's always the first step of of kind of a cleaning right and uh don't put it off Figure out a way to do it every month, every week, every quarter, whatever works for you. But just do it is the most important thing and really just start out with what do you have? The second thing is really how do we, what can we change this year? You know, that's what we've done quite a bit with our dealers is um, you don't have to upset the apple cart and do something completely different this year than last year. Right. But what can you tweak? What can you improve upon? What what can you introduce or or uh help out with this year, this spring, that would really help. And then ultimately, how do you gather up and make it easier for the team? How do you get them everything in one place? What spreadsheet can you kill? What listing can you do? How can you consolidate things together so everyone just knows what's going on? So if you do those three things this spring, I think you'll have a, a good handle on your inventory going into summer. Yep. Yeah, I think that's the, uh, you know, some people, when it comes to business, they kind of balk a little bit about at the automation because I mean everybody's it's kind of like going to a farmer and tell him, Hey, I've got something that's gonna give you another two bushels an acre if you can if you use my stuff. And I had a guy tell me the other day, he was like, if I used every one of those things that someone told me, I'd have seven hundred bushel corn by now, you know. So, <laughs> so I mean, it's the same thing, you know, you hear business automation, business automation, do these things, do these things. And but I think there is there there is something to that when you sit back and you and you really sit down and analyze all the steps that you have to go from point A to point B and what or Z or whatever yeah. that you're going to all, how many of those steps can you, can you eliminate? Not because it's just eliminated, but is it a redundant thing that you're doing? Is it a, you're going to multiple places to find the same information? Yeah. You know, how, how you drawing that stuff in and, and, and looking at it from the big picture of how you, how you're going to bring all of that, those pieces together 
for yeah. for whoever it is that's that's making the decision into one night nice nice neat concise place it's almost like an executive summary that you're putting out there for everybody to, to look at yeah you know the the thing with inventory reviews and just you know managing your inventory is you can't automate something that you can't do manually right so really for any of our listeners out there it doesn't really matter automate not automate but start with a process what are you going to look at what are the key indicators that you know of our our problems uh, age, uh, absolutely one of them. How old is it? Uh, how many pictures does it have? Uh, has it been pre-delivered? What kind of reconditioning did you plan on it? All of those things so that when you evaluate a piece of equipment on your yard or for sale, you want to be able to do the uh, the same things consistently because those are your gut telling you. And if you can do it manually for one unit or 10 units, that's great. Maybe you need a spreadsheet. Maybe you need a tool like Anvil to help you do it on 300 or 1,000 units and at the same time. But when you look at it, you know, automation is really about doing the things that you want to do, but just doing it faster and easier without having to do multiple screens. And the example we have with our customers is um, every inventory review I've ever been a part of is, have we ever quoted that machine and who and how many times? And that's the sort of things. It's not hard to go look. But you can't do that a thousand times in a row to see when the last time it was quoted. Right. So automation gives you that same information, but puts it right on the same report, right on the stock unit record, right underneath the pictures, wherever you want it to be. But you don't have to go dig for it. So you spend more time making decisions mm -hmm. and less time digging around and rooting around and logging into different places to get the same thing. Yep. So automation isn't the magic. The magic is the, the logic, the process that you put into place. Automation just greases the skids and makes it easier. Yep, and that's the uh, that goes back to the to the easier button, not the easy button. Yep. You still have all the work to do. You still have the inventory management things. And I think that's that's you brought that up and you first started talking here in the beginning of the podcast was when the machine showed up. It, it wasn't uh, it was it didn't show up six months old, right? It, yep. it got there over six months, right? It took us six months to get there, and I think that's the. Some of those machines, I'm guilty of it, like looking at a sheet and saying like, holy crap, this thing's been here for six months already. Yeah. Where, where have I been, right? Or, yeah, we kind of thought this was going to happen. You know, in the back of your mind, you're saying, you don't say it out loud, but you're like, eh, I kind of, yeah. you know, well, we got a $10,000 more um, uh, shop bill and then what we had for reconditioning in it. So, you know, we're going to raise the price 10000 bucks, and now we're, we're priced out of the marketplace, right? Yeah. You have those kind of things pop up. And then you've got just the other things that are simple things like you just said about quoting it. If yeah. you have four machines set next, next to each other and three of them sell pretty quick and this one hasn't sold very fast, but they're about the same, what is what is wrong with this one that's, that's no one wants to do anything with? And yeah. it, it could be horrible pictures on the internet, right? You've seen that yeah. as I have. It's, it's July and it still has snow on the hood. In the picture, you know what I mean? Like that's just an indicator of those kind of things that that you you know are are going to draw um, negative attention to it. And how many pictures? My favorite is the dirty cat picture. Oh yeah, that one's that's my favorite too. It's got the spit cup sitting over there in the in the cup holder, you know, like or the the feeder house full of uh, uh, corn stalks, you know. Yeah, and, and you know, it's just things like that. And you know, some people they they like seeing it, what it looked like when yeah. it came in. You know, and they kind of get a good picture of how it's taken care of. And other people are turned off by that. And yeah. <clears throat> more people than not aren't, you know what I mean? 
You yeah. know, no one wants to see something they're going to spend a quarter million dollars on or more and then be like, Ugh, I don't know. This thing's kind of yeah. rough. You know, I mean, it's just it's Absolutely. like that, those steps that you have to follow, that process you have to follow as you're going through it. And I, and I think the other thing, too, is you're, when you're looking at it is you start to see patterns develop of certain machines as they come through, yeah. your, uh, as they come through you start seeing a pattern of, Hey, you know, we have a hard time selling this particular machine with this kind of a spec or this particular tire size or something like that. And you start, need to start making those adjustments as you go through. Yeah. You know, and that's really good. And you know, the other thing is if you're only doing this process once a year, you know, you're really tying yourself down to sell it at a retail or auction it. Yeah. Because by the time it's a year old, you've already done that. What we want to do is try to catch it earlier so that instead of having to, you know, say you have a thousand machines in inventory or 200 machines, you don't want to be looking through each one of them just to try to catch those things. And that's where automation and, and can help you out a little bit is tell me the ones that are 30 days old, but have less than two pictures or show me things that are under or over 60 days old, but have no quotes so that you can start doing incremental stuff, like put it on a bargain list, maybe uh, advertise it on the front page of the ad instead of buried in the bottom. Do little things throughout its life cycle so that you can then incrementally work your way to the disposal stage if it gets to there. Yeah. We always hear salespeople say, man, I didn't know that machine was going to auction. If you'd given me some price adjustment, I could have found a home for it. Well, now if you incorporate that into the process that maybe three months before it gets to a, an auction, you can internally discount it or a spiff or something like that to avoid those big, painful um hits to inventory that nobody wants yeah i think the other side too on the process as you're as you've talked you know we kind of alluded to this a little bit when you're looking at your um kind of the month over month that uh, how you've how you've evaluated things in the past <clears throat> the, f- the fun thing i used to love being when i was used equipment guy was you know hey the market shifted combines yeah. were ten thousand dollars less than they were a month ago right yeah what about these ones we've got over here now that are i mean i gotta you know you're giving me ten thousand less than you gave the guy over here i'm like well fact, matter of fact we're gonna yeah. go back in and adjust all these prices on this stuff here so everything's in in line so you know that's the other side of it too is in that process is, is knowing and understanding what you're doing and i think your partnership that you guys have with um iron comps and tractors zoom is is really yeah. going to bring that put a nice bow on on what a, a way a good way to really get in there and take a look at what's going on in the marketplace you know i had a dealer story this week or i think it was last week where we were talking with it and you know we we started with the tractor zoom iron comps right on the trade evaluation page but we've now taken that off of that page and put it right on the stock unit page as well okay. so you mentioned it like no one machine is in isolation it has to be it's affected by the market. It's affected by the other ones that you have, et cetera. And that's why we we brought this to the stock unit page that customer pushes back on you in the price. What if you were one click away from seeing comparables listed on TractorZoom for that model in your geography with those options? Mm-hmm. That's what you got with the integration with Iron Comps. The other side of it is uh, being able to see current value out on the marketplace or auction values as well. We all know that that's great when we're assigning a value. But it's as valuable, if not more valuable, to the sales team when they're trying to sell it. Right. Where does this machine fit in in the marketplace? And um, either adjusting it or selling it and or pushing back when the customer tries to, uh, you know, whittle you down a little bit there. 
if you can just quickly tell you, hey, I'm right in the market because here's four other ones that are all more expensive than us or whatever else it is, um, it just really changes the sales process as well, yeah. which we all know is the preferred disposal route of used equipment is a yeah. retail sale. Yeah, <laughs> that wins out every time usually. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's the thing. And, you know, as you're looking at at how, how the market's shifting and shaking, like, you know, we're going to see that now, you know, with every... What's the saying? You know, you take a you take an a, an escalator up and an elevator down type of thing. And <laughs> that's, that's yeah, the, uh, still that is there. But when you're looking at the marketplace, we're we're seeing some stuff now where things are not what they were a year ago, eighteen months ago, two years ago, uh, and a lot of supply and demand coming in taking place. It's not some big huge correction of the marketplace that's going to wipe out you know all kinds of of used equipment out there. But it's just you know prices are changing, more stuff's coming up. That scarcity premium I've talked about a lot. It's not. It's not yeah. there anymore. I mean, it's slowly going away. Some things are still the same, but but you need to be positioning yourself now to start gathering that that data and be ready for that when when you start need to start making those decisions because it's not six months after the market flips. You need to be yeah. uh, rolling with the market as as things are taking place, and that's again we've talked about automation a little bit, but automating that. Having that where you can see like, hey, what what's happening in the marketplace? What did what you know? Are we half a percent different than we were this time last year? We're looking at how we evaluated a machine and those kind of things, and really paying attention to what you put in this one and what you put in these ones, and and really making that decision as to what you're doing is so important when you know a market shift is coming. Yeah, you know, and there's even looking at the market shift, but you have your own internal market as well. Yep. Uh, when you're looking at things, the um, the how much how much inventory do you have versus what you normally sell? That's your own internal market, and being able to know how many mid-sized tractors or how many combines or how many corn heads you are expected to sell or, or regularly sell, so that you know when you hit that limit, mm-hmm. because it might be the right price for the first four, but the next four are more than you sell in a year. Yep. You've got to take that into account, yep. and then the other side of it there is is also knowing the time of the year. Yeah. When do we sell these things? And a machine that's going to come in and then have nine months worth of interest charged against it knowingly right up front because you missed the season is is definitely worth something different. And if it's not a value situation, it's still a management situation regardless, which is, you know, so many people, again, just think of this as a pricing game. And it's not. It's a management of things like when are we getting it? When can we sell it? How many do we have? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the. That is the one the one thing about when you're looking at how things roll through your user equipment process more than anything is what are you doing different now than you did, you know, this time last year. And and it's not there's no cruise control when it comes to managing used equipment. Yeah. It's it is a commodity, and I'll argue with this to anybody that wants to argue with me about it. It's as much of a commodity as corn is, as soybeans, and anything else is. Yeah. May not fluctuate every day like the price of corn soybean does everything but it's the same thing i mean it's a widget that somebody is willing to pay x dollars for and the market is going to allow you to 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 sell it for this amount of money and that's that's that i mean there's no there's no easy other definition that i've ever tried to because believe me i've tried to massage that so many times to where oh we just we just automatically just hit it with this number right here and we'll be good because i calculated that said it would be and 
Yeah. Well, I'm going to play Kent Salesman on you and counter that just for a minute here yep. and tell you that my customer's combine is worth more because the inside of the shields are are waxed and it's been through inspection every year. Hmm. So there is an acknowledgement that some people will buy certain ones up to a point. And, you know, just being able to acknowledge that because, you know, one of the process things that we do is, like you said, we already have too many. I know that one's going straight to auction or this one's coming in and it's prime. We're going to make sure that gets put into this location or this machine is uh, hasn't been through inspection a couple of years. We better plan on a thorough inspection. And the thing that's troublesome of including that in your process and your valuation is um, the time lag. We may have an email conversation back and forth that this machine is pre-sold or ready to go onto this line or whatever else. But by the time it comes in, that's lost. Yeah. And good technology and kind of what we do for our customers is help you capture that at the time of eval. Mm-hmm. So that when it comes in, you can decide that, is it a commodity? Is it going out on the marketplace just as is? Or is it that one cream puff that comes in that we're going to get top dollar for? Because some people talk about it is we undersell some of the good ones just as well. Mm-hmm. That uh, because we just didn't know it was that good. It didn't. It was just another combine out on the lot. Um, and we didn't get the value that that one machine had because it had a sterling history, good reputation in the marketplace as well. So overall, you're right, but there's still those anomalies, and uh, it's very important to catch those as well. So there's both sides of that. Yeah, there is, and that's the whole – I've tried to put together an A, B, C, D level of, you know, hey, this is a A level machine, this is B, C, you know, all the way down to where, you know, D machine is bring an air bubble if you want to buy it because we're not putting any money into this thing type of deal, right? Air up the tire so you can get on the truck and take it home. But it's a, you know – I think doing that and going through that process of really labeling these machines as, hey, we know this guy. When this customer trades this one in, we know this customer likes his stuff, right? So yeah. let's go target that machine to this guy, and let's. But and we know what's going to happen, so let's 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 we can do a few more things with this machine than we can with this machine. If it's a uh, another fifteen hundred separator hour machine that comes in. You know, those those are kind of worth what they're worth. You know, there's not not much right and not much around that one. But when you start looking at some of the stuff, I mean, it might have 750 hours on it, but yeah. for whatever reason, customer B over here really likes customary stuff. And yeah. and they can you can go, but if you know that ahead of time, how yeah. you price and how you structure are totally different than if you're just trying to play like the guessing game of what machine's gonna be. Yeah, and it's a different process. You know, and that's, you know, going back to your automation theme at the beginning and where some of that can add value, telling the service department up front what to do when that machine comes in is a great process. But if you do it by email, you do it by post-it note or something else like that, you know, you you got a failure rate you got to take into account because you can't find it that day. We helped one of our dealers take that where when the machine's evaluated, they fill out the form for the service department. This is an inspect only this is an inspect and repair up to this amount, just like you said with your ABCD. But the difference is the automation holds that back in reserve until that machine is receded in. And then, boom, it creates that service department notification timely because the machine just showed up. Yeah. And But it uses stuff that might have been created three, six, nine months ago, just sitting there waiting for that machine to, to, uh, to arrive. And then it timely drops it in there. That's where technology can make the process work even better. But uh, a great process around that is is really important, as you said, that grading, that ABC, just really putting some thought into 
the best way to retail it, some people call it a marketing plan on each unit. You know, yeah. how are we going to market this? How are we going to get the most dollars for it? Yep. Yep. And I think that's uh, that also spills over to your customer base, too, is understanding yeah. what your customer's histor- historical buying patterns look like. And again, going through that information, you know, like how many times is <clears throat> more about or whatever, you know, and what's that look like? And when are they coming in and what's their what's their service history look like? How often are you capturing that service history? Are you capturing that yeah. service business? And not so much that you're trying to go out and sell more parts of service, but if Casey Seymour's never sold or never took anything to one of our shops to get worked yeah. on, you kind of have to be a little suspect about what how good's the maintenance of the machine, right? Exactly. Are they doing the things that need to be done? And, and they may very well be, but it's hard, you know, to go through that yeah. process with a customer when he wants to buy something. Say, like, hey, what's your work order history look like on this machine? And you say, well, we don't really have any, you know. Yeah. It's I mean, it's that certified program again. When you're at a uh, a mainline dealer and you've got that mainline product on your yard, it, it's expected to be a higher quality unit there versus going to the corner shop where the, you know, there's three pieces of equipment parked out on the corner of the field. It's a little bit of roll your dice when you're doing that. Um but being able to keep that information together and tell those stories and give that background on that unit is what helps you get top dollar. And again, that's inventory management as much as it is write downs. Yep. It's uh Yep. Yeah, there's uh and it's not you don't always have to write something down to sell it. If you yeah. do if you do the right steps and, and fall even if it's six months old, yeah. Putting new pictures up and video and those kind of things up of it, all of a sudden Mike completely change your your history and your in or your uh your approach and 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 how those things settle out so yeah, it's it's uh it's the little things that add up here at the end of the day i guess is what we're getting at. you know and that's probably a good spring cleaning idea as well is uh look for those items they may be aged but it may be because it was marked sold for three months accidentally mm-hmm. you know find those units that are stuck on hold for whatever reason or or never got truly receded in for whatever reason or you know if you got that soft sold <laughs> where yeah. you uh, hold it, I got my customer, you yeah. know, he's driving down. That's a great thing. You want to do that. But when he leaves and sells, you know, you got to put it back in inventory. Yep. And that's where automations and even some of those reports are, or uh, pulling that information and looking for those units, especially the smaller units. Uh, we've got an example from a dealer. You know, we've got an automation that compares what's on the PO to what's on the quote and what is invoiced and highlighting any discrepancies. And it's because it's so easy that if you sell a compact tractor and a box blade to go pick it up and the one you sold is three units behind the one that's easy to get to. Mm-hmm. So they pick up the box blade that's out front and then they'll leave that. And now you're down two units in your inventory that are marked wrong. You just yep. got to be able to find those. And that's a great thing to do in the spring and clean up. And absolutely, if it's marked sold, make sure it's real. If it's uh, in stock, make sure it's there yep. <laughs> and available for sale. Absolutely. Good deal. I think it's probably a good place to stop, Jason. Any final thoughts on this before we shut it down? No, as you said, it's an exciting topic and very timely this time of year. Uh, it is also one of those things, just like your weight loss example. There's never a better time to start than today. Right. So as you're running into something, do something to uh, to just make a progress on your management of your inventory. And whether it's listen to a few more Moving Iron podcasts or whether it's check Anvil out at anvilappworks.com. Uh, but either one will do a whole lot to get you a little bit further down your managing inventory journey. Yep. Don't uh, don't work any harder than you have to. Take take Absolutely. a look at what, take a look at what Jason's got. I think it's a pretty good deal. So, Jason, appreciate you being the podcast man. You're welcome. Thank you, sir.
All right, I'm Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. Check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Moving Iron LLC. Go to LinkedIn at Moving Iron Podcast and check out the YouTube channel, Moving Iron Podcast YouTube channel, to see the video version of this podcast here. Go to Moving Iron LLC for everything Moving Iron related and check out the Moving Iron Summit coming up here in Nashville, Tennessee, September 11th through the 13th. All the information is there on the website, and you can sign up there and get a $50 discount if you're one of the first 150 people to do that from our good folks over at Axon. So with that, I'm Casey Seymour with Jason Holt. Good smart folks. Out. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800 657 4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. This podcast is brought to you by Anvil AppWorks. The Dealer Connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Create connected customer experience and transform how you work. Moving higher in the 21st century.